Phil Kessel finds a new home. NHL 23's cover is new and exciting. We've got all the latest leaks on the reverse retro jerseys. That plus the women's worlds all coming up on this episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. I'm Gil Martin. You could find me on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. She is Rachel Donner. You could find her on Twitter at rmiriam. We want to thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Rachel, how are you on this lovely Friday? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Very much dog days of summer right now. <laughs> yeah, but you know, training camp not very far away right now. We are, what, about two, three weeks away from the opening up of uh, NHL training camps. Uh, such a short offseason in this sport. It really is. Uh, it feels like free agency kind of just happened. And now, yeah, like you said, we're a couple of weeks away from, you know, the hockey version of pitchers and catchers, I guess. Right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically, that that's exactly it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I miss hockey. I, I love summer, but but I definitely miss hockey. And since our teams that we cover have not actually played a game since mid-April it's been even longer for us it really has but uh, at least you know the Flyers are trying some things right now hiring a new person to be VP over their training and health and wellness program so hopefully we'll get some injury reductions coming up in this next season well we don't want to see injuries anywhere so yeah that that would be a, a, a good thing the, the biggest news the last couple of days around the league, Phil Kessel now signing a deal to play with the Vegas Golden Knights. And look, Phil Kessel at this point, uh, going to be 35 before the season starts. What do you think he can add to Vegas at this point in time? I mean, he's it's a one-year contract for $1.5 million. Uh, I think there's a 10-team limited no-trade clause there. So it's not a huge gamble. It's one season. Um, I'm now feeling very stupid for that gambling pun for the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> but uh, that aside, I think that he does bring some offensive capabilities. You're not going to get anything else from him, but every so often he'll make a run at the net. Yeah. And well, he, he also can pass the puck pretty well. I mean, you look at his numbers a year ago and granted playing with Arizona does limit your offensive opportunities, but you know, 44 assists last year to go with eight goals he still does seem to have the ability to to set people up and pass the puck. Yeah, and we did talk about 
him as a possibility to sign uh, on the Flyers show over on Locked on Flyers. And uh, I think for me, the that would have been the appeal for it. And it would have been a one year deal. And I would much rather have Phil Kessel at 1.5 for one year than Nick Delorier at 1.75 for four years. I will tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that, that does make some sense. And, and look, Vegas is trying to replace some of the players they lost. They're also up against the cap, which is certainly an issue for a lot of teams. I mean, they, they dealt Max Pacioretty to Carolina, so maybe you know they're hoping to replace some of that offense by adding Kessel. Yeah, and I, you know, they're just kind of in desperation mode to get production from wherever they can't. So uh, again, this is just kind of what they felt like they had to do. Yeah, and you know, the other thing that the cap is affecting Vegas. Uh, their goaltending situation up in the air. You have Robin Lehner uh, out for the season. We found that out a couple of weeks ago. But Robin Lehner, you know, they're not going to bring in anybody else at this point. That's basically what Kelly McCrimmon, their GM, said. And uh, Logan Thompson looks like he's going to be the starter with Laurent Boissois, uh being the backup when he recovers from his hip injury. A lot of inexperienced goaltenders here. Thompson, he's only played 20 games in his NHL career thus far. Yeah, this is a huge, huge issue for Vegas because they cannot afford for anything to go wrong with their goaltending. And, you know, I think that especially when they get into the meat of the season and there's a lot of back-to-backs, I think that they're going to struggle if these guys struggle. And if they need to get somebody else in, if somebody gets hurt, they're going to have to make a trade or let a roster player go in waivers in order to make room for them. Yeah, not going to be easy. And and you get the feeling that at some point before the season starts, now they'll get uh, about $5 million in relief against the cap once they place Robin Lehner on LTIR. But overall, uh, you know, they'll still be $2.2 million over the cap, and they've got to make a few moves in order to free up some space before the season starts. Yeah, it's uh, they're, they're going to be one of the more interesting teams to watch this season because things could go wrong very quickly there. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it's tough because, you know, here is a team that made the playoffs every year in their existence. I mean, they hit the ground running, made the Stanley Cup final in their very first season in the league, missed the playoffs this past year for the first time, and all the talk around Vegas is, oh, we got to get back. We're going to bounce back. We can do this. And it, it it looks like there are more than a few obstacles right now facing the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I'll hail Jack Eichel right now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Putting some eggs in that basket. Yeah. And, and of course, Eichel's health, obviously an issue. I mean, he did return last year, but he certainly wasn't at 100%. Now, you know, those injuries take time. You know, it's one thing to be on the ice. It's another thing to be back to how you were performing and and feeling before all of those injuries struck. But yeah, uh, they're going to rely a lot on Eichel and two very inexperienced goaltenders. Uh, You know, there there was some 
rumors going around. Oh, it would make so much sense if the Islanders traded Semyon Varlamov over there. But I don't see how Vegas can do that under the cap. Yeah, I mean, like we've been saying, it's just uh, they're going to have a, a lot of trouble if anybody gets hurt. And if the guys that they've put a lot of their focus on as what they're counting on for this season, like Eichel, can't produce, uh, things will take a turn. No question about that. Well, look, we have got a lot more to discuss on this episode, the NHL 23 cover has been announced, and we've got some leaked uh, retro third jerseys to discuss as well. We've got all of that to come, but first, Rachel, why don't you talk to us about our friends at Bet Online? BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find league reviews and news on every league, including Major League Baseball and everything you need leading up to next year's NFL, NBA, and NHL seasons. They even cover combat sports, esports, and golf too. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to scores, podcasts, and more. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. So head to the website today or use your mobile device. You can learn more about all the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So we did get some news uh, about the cover of EA Sports NHL 23. And this is historical uh, when, when we look at it. And Rachel, why don't you tell our listeners and our viewers who's on the cover and why it makes history? Yeah, we have two people on the cover, including women's hockey player from Team Canada, Sarah Nurse, who is absolutely phenomenal. She's playing in Women's Worlds, which we're going to get to a little bit later in the show. And she is there with Trevor Zegras from the Anaheim Ducks. And it's a beautiful cover. I love the palm trees. <laughs> and um, I think that including a women's hockey player on the cover was really important and a really cool thing to do because they do have women's hockey in the game itself that you can play. And uh, I'm not a gamer. I'm very bad at these things, but I have bought more than one NHL video game just for the cover in the past. I will say that. Um, and, no, I just gave the discs to other people and kept the cover. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But um, I have very horrible coordination when it comes to video games, so <laughs> not my jam. But um, I do love what they do with the cover and the promo for it, and I like watching other people play, so uh, it's a lot of fun. But I love that they included Trevor Zegras as well. He's just one of the young, really exciting players in the league. And of course he can throw the Michigan in there and they've added the Michigan into the game itself. I love that. I, I, I love that. And yeah, I mean, you, you have a young up and coming player. The palm trees are certainly different. I can't say that they scream hockey, but they certainly They're in do. ice cubes though. Yes, I think it's cute. I know it, it is definitely unique in that respect. And I really like the fact that you have, uh, you know, one of the best women's players and one of the up and coming young stars of the NHL on the cover of this game. And to sort of uh, add a little bit more to it, what exactly is Trevor Zegras wearing on the cover? 
Well, it appears to be a Ducks jersey with the old Mighty Ducks logo on it on the orange jersey. And so I think it looks really cool. And it's the brighter orange. Now, I don't know if the jersey itself in the real world is that brighter orange, but I like it much better than the dull orange that the Ducks have have normally used. And so kind of going with that old school duck mask with the crossed sticks as opposed to the more sleek D logo that they've had. Um, always fun to see that. Um, I have a Timu Solane, uh, I think, 20th anniversary jersey in the old Mighty Duck style that I love. But I think that, yeah, it's really cool to, to see that. And it makes you wonder how often you'll see that on the ice in Anaheim. Yeah, uh, looking forward to the official reveal on the third jerseys and the retro third jerseys and and all of that. And and then, of course, uh, Nurse is in her Team Canada jersey. And, and you know, it, it, it's, it's a great combination. I really think it's a, a good cover. And hopefully it's the first of many covers that, you know, it's great that the game includes women's hockey. And this is just great to see. Absolutely. But I do think that that duck uh, maybe started to give us a hint of what some of the alternate jerseys might look like going into next season. And coincidentally, in the same time period, Fanatics put up some products on their website, maybe a little too soon, <laughs> that gave hints at some of the reverse retro or third jersey options that might be out there. Now, these are all, I think, T-shirts or sweatshirts that we saw, but the logos used are kind of retro-y and so could be what we will see on those jerseys. Yeah, and that's kind of, I, I like that. That's just kind of cool. And, and, you know, the thing about these leaks they're leaked because somebody wants them out there. They're not leaked because someone is sneaking it there and 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 it's like they're going to get in trouble for this. It's leaked for a reason. It's le leaked so that people can build buzz and talk about it and speculate on it. And then, you know, probably 90% of the time it's accurate, but there's always one or two teams that pull that curveball on you and what was leaked out gets changed or or wasn't right before the actual official unveiling is concerned. But, you know, I'm looking at all of these uh, logos and, and T-shirts that you mentioned. Some of them are pretty darn good. I, I have to say, I'm liking a lot of these potential retro, reverse retro logos and jerseys. And uh, again, just whets my appetite for hockey in the upcoming season. Yeah, I think of all of them, um, and this is going to be very weird to say, but the Penguins one is probably my favorite just because it's that sleek. I forget what they call that penguin, but it's sort of the 90s like sleek triangle mm -hmm. version of it. And I just always thought it looked really good. So I'm glad they're going to utilize that logo going into this season. Yeah, I, I, I like that logo. It de definitely, you know, they won two Stanley Cups in a row wearing those jerseys so it certainly uh would be a great thing to recall that for penguins fans and and i think there are certain you know logos here that also recall some of the hockey history of the teams that we're talking about i mean the colorado avalanche have the 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 c with the yellow dot in the middle 
which is part of the flag of Colorado, but it was also part of the logo of the old Colorado Rockies franchise in the 70s and early 80s, which then became the New Jersey Devils. And then the San Jose Sharks are using a font that reminds everybody of the old California Golden Seals who were there in the 60s and 70s. And that very unique S shape that kind of looked like a little bit like a seal, but now will add that sort of touch of nostalgia to the Sharks uniforms. I, I think it's a very nice touch. Yeah, I love both of those as well, especially the Avalanche. Now they've they've had that C, you know, in the shoulder or as a highlight before, but um, I would love to see that jersey with it front and center. And uh, you know, I think it's funny because the Vegas Golden Knights and Seattle Kraken really have nothing to retro. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I do think one of the more interesting ones as well is the Edmonton Oilers going back to that. Again, more of a highlight image most of the time is that combo gear oil drop yep. that's on its side. And I absolutely love that, too. It is uh, so much more interesting than I think just the circle that they generally have. And then also selfishly, I love the Florida Panthers one with the crossed palm tree and hockey stick yep. as the main image. I've always liked that much, much better than the Panther. They've never had a version of the Panther itself that I've loved and made me want to buy a, a Panthers jersey or Panthers merch in general. But if they put this logo front and center, I'd absolutely pick one up. Now, I do not see on this layout, anything for your Philadelphia Flyers? Do you know any rumors about what the Flyers retro rever uh, reverse retro jerseys may look like? Um, my understanding is that the people who were compiling these uh, leaked images uh, via sportslogos.net uh, missed it before it got taken down, but it's, you know, the Flyers logo doesn't really change that much. No, um, but they said that um, it, they could sort of pick out maybe a silver outline of it on there, um, which they have used silver before um, when they had that one weirdo version of the logo, which I <laughs> hope to never return. But if it's just a silver outline, I think, I think it's fine. Now, my New York Islanders will be including the Fisherman jersey uh, logo with their reverse retro jerseys, according to all the rumors. And it is included here uh, in this uh, posting by sportslogos.net. And, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because with the Islanders, all the fans who remember that logo, which was used in the mid-90s when the team was doing absolutely terribly, it brings back bad memories when the ownership wouldn't spend money and the team was trading away their best players. But people who are too young to remember that logo, thinks they all think it looks really great. So uh, nice little compromise. They're, they're getting rid of the teal that was part of that, going sticking with more or less the original colors, and bringing back a logo that looks like a cross between the Gortons Fisherman and Stan Fischler. But again, the, the Fisherman logo back for the New York Islanders, if this is indeed going to be an accurate representation of the reverse retro third jerseys. 
We'll talk a little. I bit. will have to say, Go I ahead. do own a T-shirt with the fisherman logo. Ooh, on it. all right. So it it is a popular thing, even with non-islanders fans. It it looks good. It just brings back some very bad memories and hearing Ranger fans <laughs> chanting, "We want fish sticks." at every Islanders-Rangers game during that era. We'll talk a little bit more about some of the other reverse retro third jersey leaks. Plus, the women's worlds are getting underway, so we'll talk a little bit about that as well. More to come on this episode of Locked On NHL Podcast. So you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. I mean, what are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You could even kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of, dr of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So, Rachel, any other uh, of these third jerseys, these reverse retro third jerseys that were leaked out appealing to you in particular? Um, there's not a, a, a lot of them that are vastly different than anything we've seen before. I do like the Bruins going back to the Bear. I like that a lot. I love Johnny Canuck for the Vancouver Canucks as well, but it's like nothing new or groundbreaking, we'll say. And I do like also the LA Kings uh, oh, going yeah. back to like the purple and gold. That's four and blue officially, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love those old Kings jerseys, the original Kings jerseys. And, and to see that old crown logo uh, with the original Purple and gold colors, I think, is great. And, I, and, and I'll also give credit to the Minnesota Wild going sort of back to the old Minnesota North Stars green and gold color scheme while keeping their original logo. A nice little nod to hockey history, or at least NHL hockey history in Minnesota. Yeah, I think that's a, a good one. And as, as well, the Washington Capitals, going back to the e eagle with the star wings and stuff. I like that one, too. Yeah, that, that is definitely a good one. And, you know, then there are some that are pretty much the same. Uh, it's hard to tell. Are the devils going back to the green with the red or are they sticking with the black? Uh, it's Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell in this picture, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's green. Yeah, no, I, I always like that. It always looked like wrapping paper for Christmas, but, you know, uh, it, it is original. <laughs> and, I, and I do like that color scheme. Rangers going with the Statue of Liberty. And then there are teams that, you know, pretty much just keeping it the same. The Lightning have their usual logo, the Golden Knights. The, the Senators don't look all that different. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres going back to the actual Buffalo head. I like that logo as well. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's a good mix of traditional and some new stuff. 
and the Arizona Coyotes going back to their original logo after they moved down from Winnipeg. So that's a, a, a nice look as well. That cartoonish coyote uh, makes me think of Looney Tunes a little bit, but I like it as well. So let's talk a little bit about the women's world. Well, talk to me about that. It's getting underway. I know you're excited for it. And what should we look for? Uh, I mean, the United States and Canada in women's international hockey, usually head and shoulders above the rest of the field. But you mentioned to me before we started recording, there may be a dark horse candidate out there this year. Well, maybe not so dark horse, given the trajectory they've been on. But yes, yesterday was the first day of Women's Worlds. And we had a, a pretty good first day of action. Of course, uh, Team USA was uh, victorious over Japan 10 to nothing. And uh, it was a, a bit of a shellacking, but it did settle down, I think, as the game progressed. But one thing that was like the most impressive to me in this game is that they really let some of the younger players get more ice time and be more involved in the play. So uh, players like Caroline Harvey, Lacey Eden and Hannah Bilka all got on the score sheet. And one of the big weaknesses from the Olympics was the power play and really just a, a stronger offensively driven system and they seem to have some of that in place. It's hard to tell, again, because they were playing Japan. We need to see them against some tougher competition to see if, you know, they've really made some progress on these things. But I am very hopeful about that. The other team that could be a spoiler in this tournament is Finland. And they've done very well over the last several tournaments. Uh, they lost to Canada 4-1. to one in the first day of action, but the score was much closer than it seemed. Finland played a very strong game defensively. Uh, one of the Canadian goals was a power play goal. And, um, you know, there was an empty net goal at the end. And so, you know, I really think that Finland uh, has made just tremendous strides over the past couple of years, especially and they've had some player turnover, but they do have their core uh, players still back for this year's tournament and uh, like uh, Jenny Hirosconi. So, uh, excuse me, Jenny Hirokoski. And um, I, I think that they could be really good in this tournament. Um, a couple of the other teams that started their tournament so far. We had uh, Hungary defeating Germany and Sweden over Denmark five to two. And over the weekend, we should have some really good matchups. We are going to see Team USA play Finland. We're going to see Sweden versus Germany and Czechia versus Denmark, which I think should be a lot of fun. So you, your pick for the you know the top three teams in this tournament would be USA, Canada, and Finland. In that order? Not necessarily. I think, you know, Team USA has a lot to prove this time around, especially after losing in the Olympics. And, you know, like I said, there were some significant problems with the execution on that team that was very clear. Canada very much deserved that Olympic gold medal. And I think Team USA is looking for some redemption here. 
No question, and we'll see whether or not they can get it. Should be a fun tournament. We'll keep an eye on it and uh, enjoy some more hockey here in the middle of the summer. You got to like the opportunity to see some competitive hockey, both from the men and the women at the World Juniors. So uh, August hockey, who would have thunk it? Yeah, with our uh, cover girl, Sarah Nurse. There you go. There you go. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. I will be back on Monday uh, interviewing three of our local experts about their teams and the biggest stories from around the league. Have a great weekend, everybody. And thanks again for listening to the Locked On NHL podcast.